marriage that was supposed to be a tool for blessing has been a tool for destruction to very many persons. That's to say, they would be perfect human beings if they did not marry. If the devil wants to destroy your life, most especially if you have a great call of God upon your life, all the devil does is to stroll into your life as a bad wife. And the moment he strolls into your life as a bad wife from that day, he licks your vessel and makes you start to leak till the day you die. Most times, their best time of their life was when they had no marriage. But when they got into marriage, they start living on their past glory because the enemy designed the marriage for their collapsing. Some girls who are very nice in church, their only duty and ministry may be to be nice until marriage. A wife was designed to be a helper. Now, the devil does not intend to change her job. The devil only intends to change the face of her job. God wants her to be a helper to help the man succeed in ministry. The devil also intends to make her a helper to help him not to fulfill the ministry. That's why no matter how sure you are about somebody, please be sure enough to pray. A wife can easily change the husband more than how a husband can change the wife. Because the energy used in the changing process is not power, it's love. A nagging woman who's talking will be talking like she does not have power to deal with the man. Since I don't have power to deal with you, let me talk. She doesn't know that the talking beats the man more than weapons. It's not a wife that is bad. It's a wife that is designed to destroy your life. That's the only aim. That's why if you go in without God, it becomes a very terrible journey of your life. You see, when the devil is fighting you from afar, he may not succeed quickly. But when the devil backs a load and lives with you, that's a close market. Adam had a very nice, wonderful ministry as a single guy. The failure of Adam's ministry was listening to the wife. The listening is on whose instruction you follow when instructions are contradictory. God is angry that is taking heed to the wife's instruction than taking heed to his instruction. Many pastors that have been pushed off from the ministry hearkened to their wives and did not listen anymore to God. I've been talking to you on what I call great men spoiled by their wives. That's to say, they would be perfect human beings if they did not marry. They would have been if they never got married. Why I'm sad is because marriage that was supposed to be a tool for blessing has been a tool for destruction to very many persons. That's why you find some pastors like me spend a little more time before marrying. The reason is not that we are not aware of the blessings in marriage, but bad has a way of making things bad. That's to say, a drop of it can spoil so much. If the devil wants to destroy your life, most especially if you have a great call of God upon your life, all the devil does is to stroll into your life as a bad wife. And the moment he strolls into your life as a bad wife, from that day, he licks your vessel and make you start to leak till the day you die. I don't know if you know that there are very many great men of God whose only weakness people could see was because their wife left them. 
As in their only visible weakness is just that their wives left them. If they trace the revival in Nigeria, the revival that is in Nigeria, the rising of great prophets in Nigeria, the great many vessels of God that God is using in Nigeria, if they want to mention a father of the gospel in Nigeria, they will trace it not to Idahosa. They will trace it to a man called Babalola. And Babalola was a powerful, wonderful man of God. Very great and anointed. This is the man that was praying on the mountain and snake mistakenly climbed his back and died on top of his back mistakenly too. He was a high-tension, anointed man of God. And do you know he survived his youthful age, not falling, but got hung off with the wrong wife. And so, if we can trace of any of his bad or loopholes, that's why when we talk about marriage, man, right, don't push anybody. Don't be mentioning Pastor Heidi. Don't be mentioning people. <laughs> <laughs> allow them to sit down take their time make their decision buy their pardon and move along because some girls who are very nice in church their only duty and ministry may be to be nice until marriage I enjoyed myself in the presence of God. I was very excited. I preached powerfully today in this place. It was marvelous and wonderful. I went down to my office excited. But the moment God started talking to me about these things, he talks to me on a crying voice. I heard God's crying voice talking to me about how much of his children he has lost to bad marriages. How many of his soldiers he has lost for bad marriages. How many people that did well as a single person? This is it. I want you to know that a wife was designed to be a helper. But now the devil does not intend to change her job. The devil only intends to change the face of her job. Since God wants her to be a helper to help the man succeed in ministry... The devil also intend to make her a helper to help him not to fulfill the ministry. So, when you read stories about Babalola, you see stories where he comes back from preaching and the wife carries water, pour on him. He is so hungry, finished fasting and wants to eat and the wife saves him with cockroach. He's not a wife that is bad. He's a wife that is designed to destroy your life. That's the only aim. Packaged by the devil. That's why no matter how sure you are about somebody, please be sure enough to pray. And be careful of people who come into your life unprepared for marriage. That is, sometimes all along you had somebody you planned to marry. All of a sudden, an angel appeared. Here am I. Marry me. The discipline you had on the first, you are no longer on this one. So in your heart, you are continuing it from where you stop. Most times you don't even pray for this one again because you prayed a lot for the other one. So you felt it's answers to prayers. Very careful. If five people propose, pray for the five like you've never prayed before. One thing that is important in praying for somebody that you're getting married to, listen, is that you must pray enough so that if something goes wrong in the marriage, you tell God, but I prayed. So if anything goes bad, I'll blame you because I prayed. We men are not as strong as you thought. (laughs) We men are not as strong as you believe or as you were deceived. A wife can easily change the husband more than how a husband can change the wife. Because the energy used in the changing process is not power. 
is love. It's like carrying matches to kill mosquito. The tool is not the tool that can kill mosquito. So you can fling. And while you are flinging, he's on your hand, biting you. But you have the greatest weapon. So you are not as strong as you thought for that joining. That's why if you go in without God, it becomes a very terrible joining of your life. Most times, their best time of their life was when they had no marriage. But when they got into marriage, they start living on their past glory because the enemy designed the marriage for their collapsing. This teaching is not for anybody who's not going anywhere in life. I'm not talking to you. Just be enjoying somebody else's message. But my message is principally going to people that know that they have an assignment in life. And it's going to the brothers just the same way it's going to the sisters. There are women you marry and your assignment comes to a halt. They are men you marry and your assignment comes to an end. Check very many persons who used to sing very well, who used to be like an evangelist preaching the gospel, ladies to be precise, very many of them, the moment they get married, it's over. It now looks like all they did was to get married. The devil created an atmosphere for them that they can never continue. You see, when the devil is fighting you from afar, he may not succeed quickly. But when the devil packs a load and lives with you, <laughs> when the devil packs his load and lives with you, that's a close marking. So, you see, you have been deceived and men are very powerful. Hey, it's not like that. <laughs> Let me give you reasons why I say men are not that powerful like you think. That a man doesn't scream and shout doesn't mean that he's not scared. Men are even more scared in marriage than women. Oh, you may not know this. Men are not excited going into marriage like women. Men go into marriage with too much carefulness. Women go into marriage with too much happiness. Why should somebody who is so powerful be afraid? In a bad marriage, a man suffers more. In a bad marriage, a man suffers more. Can I tell you why? The woman has a way of getting along with the children very fast. And getting herself consoled with the children. And live her life with the children. And a man does not have that ability. Does not have the ability to get along like that. A man will get to get along with the children when they have grown. Not when they are young. But the woman can get consoled with two children and want to live her life for the two children. And get consoled in the bad marriage and lives on. A man becomes lonely again like he's not married. Let's open Genesis. Let me teach you another reason why I told you that men are not as strong as you think. If you find a man who gets married to three women... You may feel that he's such a strong man. That's why he's marrying three women. But check who will die first. You will see that. <laughs> you will see that out of the three women, the man will likely be the first to go. I don't mean accidents. I mean normal death. In a home that is always nagging, God advised a man, when you have married a wrong wife, and your wife talks too much. God gave a man a very crucial advice. He says, find a place in the ceiling, put your mattress and leave there. <laughs> Bible recommends that the ceiling is your best place to live. That it's better to live in the ceiling than to live in the house with a nagging woman. A nagging woman who's talking will be talking like she does not have power to deal with the man. Since I don't have power to deal with you, let me talk. She doesn't know that the talking beats the man more than weapons. So God said to a man, you cannot survive it. 
find a way closer to me, closer to me, around your ceiling. Go and stay there. That's why when houses are built, no matter who is building the house, he must remember to create a hole in the ceiling. The hole is called man hole. Where to stay when things get tough. Genesis 3 verse 17. Adam had a very nice, wonderful ministry as a single guy. <laughs> One of the most wonderful ministry of a young pastor in the Bible I have ever seen a pastor succeeding well is the ministry of Adam. Very wonderful ministry. Had no single quarrel with God. Loved God so much. Does not miss his devotion with God. Did his assignment effectively. His anointing was intact. Was never distracted. Two weeks after the wife came. Pastoring his church. He had no problem. Naming all of the animals. No problem. He could do that his business and still save God without any wahala. The things God told him not to touch, he never touched them and never thought of touching them. The thing God told him not to eat, he never thought of eating them. He limited himself, walking with God, was doing well. And God had hope. A woman was brought and he started having the greatest destruction of his life. Now, my concern in the teaching was not what happened. Why I was broken and why I'm broken and sad is how God is responding. Because God is responding as someone who is very, very disappointed. And he said, who told you that you are naked? Because you've walked all along in your life. You never accused me of anything. This man had never accused a senior pastor. You know, he was managing the branch over here in Eden. And God was in the headquarter church over there in heaven. Once in a while, God comes over for the expression and goes back. And he never accused God of anything. But in chapter 10, he accused God of something. Just a few days after his wedding. And told God, God, you are unfair to us. And God said, why? He said, you created us and made us naked. And he said, I heard your voice and we ran and hide. I was afraid because I was naked. That's an accusation. I was naked and I hid myself. One, you made us naked. Two, you came on our ways. You bumped into our privacy. Adam, when did you start having privacy? You bumped into our privacy. When you came, we had to rush and hide ourselves. You should have called before coming. And he said, who told you this? Who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? And he told God, let me tell you the real truth. The failure of my ministry. Let me tell you. And he says, and the man said, the woman you gave to be with me. She gave me of the tree. And I did eat. Was this tree not there before you created us? It was there. Was I not here in this garden? Did you ever see me go close to the tree? You did not. Did you even see me with the fruit? No. How many months is this ever since I got married? It's not up to a month yet. How many weeks is it? Two weeks. Ask the woman. She brought it to me and I did it. After all, you said we should love our wives. And God is explaining how broken he is in verse 17. And unto Adam, he said, Because you have listened unto the voice of your wife. <laughs> the failure of Adam's ministry was listening to the wife. And people are asking, that is, should we listen to our wives again? I don't know, but let's walk through this place. And God said to him, because you have listened unto the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat. 
curse is the ground for your sake. In sorrow you shall eat of it all the days of your life. So is it bad to listen to the voice of my wife? No. It's not bad. But be very careful on the things that God had told you and tell her to stay clear. God said we shouldn't do this one. Let's not discuss about it. My wife knows when I said, no, 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 I don't want to talk about that. There are times I want to do something. Maybe I want to sow a seed to somebody. And my wife asked too many questions. I said, that's what God instructed me to do. God is not angry that this young man is listening to the wife. Because he wouldn't have as well do. The wife is talking. I say, ah, ah, I'm not listening to you. Ah, he wouldn't have as well do that. But God is angry that he's taking heed to the wife's instruction than taking heed to his instruction. Many pastors that have been pushed off from the ministry hearkened to their wives and did not listen anymore to God. This was somebody that was to help you do the work. So your duty is to explain the work until he understands the work. I know the work God has called me to do. I had to carefully know the work so much. When God told me I was going to start a church, I had to spend time like a whole of October. I decided not to eat in October. I decided not to see anybody in October. I went into a place, locked myself up for a whole October. 31 days. I reached there on the first. I left there on the 31st. Praying and writing. This is four years before the church started. The duty of Adam would have been to lecture the wife. That's why I couldn't even think of marrying anybody that was not from Refinance City. The reason is because he's too hard to go and teach somebody else afresh. <laughs> This pastor said something that gladdens my heart, which is something that we have been saying. We are not in marriage to enjoy. The enjoyment is there. It's nice. Yesterday, I took my wife out, uh, bought her stuff, and we enjoyed ourselves, returned back to the house. Very powerful. We do that most of the time. But you see, that's not the essence. The real essence is that I have a job that is bigger than me. And I need someone to help me do it. And the job is more important to me than even me. So the assignment is bigger than me. And when I'm also getting married to somebody, I'm not supposed to marry somebody who's bigger than the assignments. So when you get married to somebody and the person becomes a higher priority, more than the assignment, he's just going to swallow the assignments. So God says, since you have listened Because God was supposed to be the one you listen to. See, the listening is not just in hearing. The listening is on whose instruction you follow when instructions are contradictory. When two instructions comes, your wife says, come. Your God said, come. (laughs) And your wife said, honey, come. And God says, Pastor Joseph, come. Can I have somebody? Pastor, didn't stand. No, 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 no. Let me use a married person. Pastor Victor, come. Quindalyn, you come. How do you call your husband? Go and stand over there. You stand here. Everybody will always go through this in marriage. How do you call your husband? Babe. (laughs) Okay. It's nice. You're going to call him to come. And I'm going to call him to come. So I stand in the place of God. Stand in the place of the wife. Pastor Victor, come. Babe, come. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Pastor Victor did not plan on what to do. If you watched him very well, you saw the distraction. Immediately the wife spoke. That distraction is spiritual. It happens every time. That's why one of the things that I had to teach my pastors is marry somebody in the fold who will always tell you to come towards the direction where God says come. So you now see, if the lady was here and I said come and she said come, he will be coming towards the same direction. Whether he is coming 
because of the wife or coming because of me, he will be on the same direction. But when you marry a lady who is on an opposite direction, her life and her interest is on party clopping or interest is on being so social and everybody knows her getting all the money and wearing the most expensive clothes, her call is always going to contradict God's call. Pastor Victor, come. Babe, come. (laughs) One of the things I have also noticed is that God's voice is not that sweet. When the Bible was even describing the voice of God, it said it looks like the voice of many waters. And the Bible says his voice sounded like thunder. Not even like a bird or sounds like a keyboard. But you see the lady's voice. It's not that the pastor does not love and obey me, but each time the lady said, babe, come. Pastor Victor, come. Babe, come. (laughs) And God said unto Adam, because you have listened to your wives. That was the whole thing. Because you have listened. You would have had a smooth ministry. Your ministry would have been too smooth. But I gave you transfer. And you said, honey, should I go? And your wife said, use your head. Use your head. And God said, because of that, I have caused the ground for your sake. So you look for soul. Soul no great follow you. Have you ever prayed for somebody and the person is healed and goes back to his church to testify? And tell you, pastor, anytime you do program, I will be coming. God said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree, which I commanded you not to. So you see, there was a command and the voice of the wife was contrary to the command. He said, because of that, curse is the ground. For your sake. In sorrow you eat of it all the days of your life. <sighs> so a smooth ministry has turned to a very horrible ministry. Just because. So you see. Pastor Victor come. Babe come. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get married to a man. And he's already showing you signal that he doesn't like your church. You are in a trap. He's already telling you, you know, these church things. This church thing that you're putting on your head. When we marry, we have to talk about it. So, Babalola, one of the most anointed men that a woman has given birth to, destroyed by the wife. I mean, somebody that devil could not touch, handed over himself to the wife. Hmm. 1 Kings 11, verse 1 to 4. But Solomon loved many foreign women together with the daughter of Pharaoh. Women of Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, you shall not go in. There are restrictions. Don't tell me that it is the will of God. There are restrictions. No matter the dreams you see. There are restrictions. There are people you must not marry. From the time you are even getting close to the person, it stops you from coming to church. It doesn't even make you come to church again. There are people you must not marry them. They can be good and wonderful. Appreciate them on their goodness and their mercies. And run away for your life. On the people that God had commanded before time, God said, please avoid the Moabites. So avoid the Hittites. Edomites. The Edomites are people from, not from Edo. The Edomites are people from Esau. Esau said, because of what my father has done, let me marry somebody from the Ishmaelites so that I can grieve my father. Because my father has handed over his blessings and gave to Jacob. I want to marry somebody that will pain my father. 
There are some ladies that don't tell me about their wedding. They tell me like two weeks to the time. They say, there's I wanted to see you. I said, what is it? They give me card. Card? The date has been fixed. There's nothing you can do about it. Is it that you come or you stay back? So God said, you see these people? Don't marry from their tribe. If you marry from their tribe, that trace will be in their children. You will produce children that you will not love. So God said, avoid them. If you see them on the road, just wave and pass. Don't go and discuss marriage with them. Avoid them. When somebody starts chatting with you, know whether they are the people that you have been marked never to marry. If I come for your wedding, I'm just coming so that people will not say, Daddy, what you did to that girl is not good. I'm just coming, but I'm not supporting it. And it does not mean that because I have come, even if I pray for you, I know in my heart that the prayer will not work. There are principles on ground. On the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, you shall not go into them. Neither shall they come in unto you. Going into them is don't marry them. Coming into you is don't allow them to marry your people. Don't marry. He said, how are you doing? He said, fine. Say, you know, we are one Nigeria. We are not one Nigeria. <laughs> we are one Nigeria anywhere we are. Uh, for surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. That was the reason. It's not that God was trying to create demarcation. He says, see, forget about how strong you are. Don't say, I'm a strong man. They will not turn my heart. I'm a strong man. They will not. God says, surely. If God is saying surely, forget it. One of my daughters came and told me, uh, did that and got married. I told her, that's your last time. You are not going to be a pastor again all your life. I tell you the truth. She was so anointed. It's not that God is going to do the things I'm saying. It's not a curse. I'm telling you your future. You will not be. Today she does not even think of pastoring again. It's not. They are finished with her. Said surely, when God is saying to you surely, and you are now asking God through to for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon cleave unto this in love. Say, Daddy, but that's the one I love. Post the love. Unlove. <laughs> See, marry based on principle, not emotions. Have I told you about a lady that loved me so much? I used to call me my anointed. With very kind voice like this. God has already told me somewhere I'm going to get married to. And this guy just rush. If she speaks, he looks like they are playing keyboard on your ears. And started giving ears to counseling. Like, how can I grow spiritually? How can I grow in the Lord's thing? It's not the Lord he loves, so. It is you he wants to ruin. There are people that you must not follow up. Forget that I have been telling you to follow up. There are people you have to pass to another person to follow up. You must not follow up somebody you are emotionally attached to. Don't try it. He said, and Solomon cleave unto this in love. As wise as I thought he was. Verse 3. And he had 700 wives. Forgetting the instruction of God. You see, all of you have been talking about Solomon having 700 wives. You don't know the secret. This is the secret. Forgetting about the instructions of God. The first fall is marrying 700 wives. The first fall. But I thought it was love. <laughs> Just making one mistake leads to very many mistakes. But you see, the Bible said he cleft to something he loved. A man may act like he loves you so much. Grace, if you don't marry me, I will die. And you feel he loves you so much. If he does not love your principle, he cannot love you. Is it somebody that was cleaving onto somebody he loves? That's how he loved up to 700 and got married to them. So every Saturday was their traditional marriage. Every Saturday. Every Saturday, Solomon's traditional marriage. People became tired of giving him gifts on his wedding day. <laughs> somebody would say, I have been your best man for 300 times. Look for someone else. <laughs> and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. Great men ruined by wives. 
See, check the early ministry of Solomon when all these women did not come around. Oh God. Solo gave offering until God came down. Have you given God offering before until God come down? The offering that Solomon gave to God is equivalent to Job's whole wealth. What they use in Job chapter 1 to explain about how Job became the richest person is equivalent to the same thing that Solomon gave as offering. That is, Dangote's whole wealth became one person's offering. He said, I have an offering. Pastor, please, I want to give my offering. And he said, okay, I, I want you to send me your account details. And he said, Pastor, please, I hope this account, they will permit a large scale of punching. It's actually a little bit heavy. And he said, how much are you talking about? I mean, $4.2 billion. But you said offering. You should have said seed. I'll do my seed by December. It's just an offering. You shall get there. You shall get there. You shall get there. But the moment he married some wives, when he wanted to give offering, they said, honey, what's that? He said, offering. All that for offering? All that for the pastor? How many bags of rice is that? It's about three bags of rice. The whole three for the pastor? Honestly, let me tell you something. Only my mother is really sick. It's not that I didn't want to bother you. And the wives turn away. It's hard. I told you men are not as strong as you thought. Somebody that had so much love for God. Solomon. You don't know Gasolo. Do you know that Solomon was recommended by a prophet to be a king? It was the man that now went and told David, David, you had swore already that Solomon will be the best person to represent you. I mean, the Nathan who spotted out and told David when he committed sin. Which other pastor had the gift of discernment like Nathan? I mean, a man who could stay in his house and know what David was doing in the palace. The only man who had the ability to talk and confront David's sin. He was the one who suggested and said, ah, you have already made a vow that Solomon, your son, will become a king. Allow him to be. I have searched him. He will be a good king. I mean, somebody that's spiritual. Because perhaps that was when he was just starting pastor school newly. This is the deception. This is why people marry wrong people. There are sometimes people feel that they are too strong. That no woman can change me. And the Bible said the women turn. They turn his heart. Somebody who married as a pastor. is now saying, you know, we have to give room for other religion in Israel. Israel is becoming a great city. Let us also build mosques in case some Muslims come around and want to visit the Jerusalem. At least they should have where they pray. You know, it's not only the mosque that will be there. Let's have indoors. You know, my dead wife, the father is an Hindomite. <laughs> Let they have a little Hindu worship. You know, my feed wife is an Oboni person. So I cannot really condemn Oboni for sure. Because they are still the same God, just the language that is different. The Bible said the wife torn his heart. Turned his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. Not just that they turned his heart not to love God. They now turn his heart until Solomon will now go and now do Allah Magoza. <laughs> They turned his heart unto other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord, his God, as he was in the days of David, his father. When his father was still around, his heart was so much in love with God. He loves God so much. He was not the first son. He was not the second. He was not the third. In fact, he was even the son of the last wife. His heart was so much with the Lord when he was in the headquarter church. So much of his heart was in the church. Loved the Lord so much. He said, Daddy, for me to do this ministry well. I have to marry. I have to marry. And the wife turned. The wife turned the hearts unto other gods. See, now imagine Solomon is buying down to so all that other thing. 
They now saw Solomon with rosary. And they say, ah, Solomon, what? They say, you know, in this life, it's not good to discriminate. It's not good to discriminate. Why is your forehead black? You know, it's not easy. You know, the other wife that I married, she's so close to my heart. Now I have to follow her because, you know, all the small boys in Israel. So I have to follow her to the mosque and also worship and come back. Don't worry, I will still be coming to third service. I will still be coming for third service. They are marriages that becomes a grave to your destiny. Tell people that the moment they are married, I just know that they are done with God. They are done with God. If we meet in heaven, good. But if it is the assignment, nowhere. They can never do the assignment again. And some women are designed by the devil just to enter your life and move out and your life is scattered. They are not designed to marry you. They are just designed to make you answer the name divorcee. Their duty is just to enter and go out. They say, ah, that pastor, the one that divorced the wife. Oh, <laughs> okay, I know him now. That's what he would have said now. He would have said the man that divorced the wife. One pastor in Ghana. The children have to come and tell him, please, daddy, divorce our mother and marry another woman so that you can make heaven. The husband will be doing crusade. They are doing like last man standing. The wife is doing another women, this thing, diverting some of the people down to a women conference. The wife of a general of Asia. So she became the greatest orangus of the husband's ministry. If you don't know what orangus means, ask your neighbor. The most disloyal person in the husband ministry is the wife. Have you gone to a church before that the pastor is preaching and the wife carries Bible? Michael, I'm And she's gone. When you guys are done, you follow me and leaves. There's a story I know. The wife told the husband, I can never worship in your church. When I married you, you were a banker. Now, because you have seen your friend become a pastor, you want to become a pastor too. And goes to a different church. And the man is pastoring another church. The devil knows how focused you are. He just wants to get your attention off from that. To turn your heart to something else. His heart was not perfect with the Lord, his God, anymore. How I wish you know who I mean by Solomon. God asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, God, what would you do for me? Don't worry yourself. Just give me wisdom to handle these people. God said, no, 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 no. Tell me real things you want me to really do for you. And God said, okay, well, since you cannot tell me good things, I will add life for you. I will do this. I will do this. He wasn't somebody that really wants any of the worldly things. I mean, David wants to build a house for God. He's prepared to build a house. Foundation is Monday. Saturday nights, God told him, don't worry. I want your son to build it for me. So you felt the guy was not a spiritual person before he married. He was a very spiritual person. Those days was when he wrote the book of Proverbs. His words were so strong that it's good enough for people to live on. Those days. He had so much good beginning as a single pastor. But marriage. Ah. Father, please, have mercy upon us. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of Zenonites, and after Milcom, the abominations of Ammonites. He's now getting deeper. First, he was turned away from God. Two, turned to other gods. Now, he's now going deeper in the sin. He's going to the goddess. And Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Imagine he has reached the goddess now. And they said, hey, you have to bring him head." And the Bible says, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. And went not fully after the Lord as did his father. He's entering deeper evil. So low that he used to speak in tongues when the father was around. Was used to be devoted. Used to mobilize very many persons. Bible said that he is not like the father. But this is the same guy that God told the father, no, 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 you can't build a house for me. Your hand is stained with blood. How many blood? One. Stained. He said, no, 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 your hand is stained with blood. I want Solomon, your son, to build me a house. That's the guy. He's building a high place for the abomination of Moab. He has relocated the headquarter of the demon of Moab down to Jerusalem in the hill that is before Jerusalem. And for Molech and the abomination of the children of Ammon 
is bringing those gods down to Israel. And likewise did he for all his strange wives which burnt incense and sacrificed unto So now, for all the strange wives, imagine out of the 700 wives, about 500 were strange women. Did I say 500? More than, because he married princess. So what he did is that he had to build shrines for all their wives and their gods. Build shrines like that. This is Israel that when God was making a covenant with them, he always told them, don't have any other God before me. I mean, strong men spoiled by their wives. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. This guy used to see God. I don't know whether there's any place that David used to see God. Solomon used to see God. Hey. And God became so angry with him. He says, it would have been better you did not even see me. But you saw me. I don't care about your spirituality. I don't know whether you see angels. Man of God, when I was praying, I saw angels. Oh, Rabbi Shataya. Man of God, do you know the Bible is not really telling us the name of all the angels? Because in the whole Bible, it is only Gabriel and Michael. But while I was praying, oh, I saw some strange angels and I asked their names. One was Angel Clemens, the other one, Angel Raphael. Careful! And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him two times. Even if you did not want to follow me, for the fact that I've appeared to you two times, you shouldn't have allowed anything to turn your heart. But how can you do it when you have given the staring to a woman and had commanded him concerning these things? The problem I have is not that he did all these things. So, but these things are things that God saw ahead of time and said, Solomon, please, your side bones, this your side bones will put you in trouble. Women like side bones so much. Please, Solomon. <laughs> God has commanded him concerning these things that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord commanded. It's not that God did not tell him about it. He told him about it, but he did not keep it. He did not keep it. God was angry. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my status. Have you seen God talk anything about the wives? No, 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 no. The wives, they design. Was that the devil designed them to come and destroy this person. To turn his maker against him. And since you have not kept the covenant of my status. Which I have commanded thee. I will surely rend the kingdom from thee. And I will give it to thy servants. He wouldn't have been a servant that should rule. It should have been his children. He says I'm going to rend the kingdom. I'm going to tear Israel into pieces. You see when Adam, your brother, did what he did. The ground was caused for a sec. When Solomon did it, the ground, Israel, was caused. God said, I'm going to tear Israel. Israel that was God's beloved is now going to be turned because of one person who married wrongly. He said, I'm going to rend it. Notwithstanding, in thy days, I will not do it for David thy father's sake, but I will rent it out of the hands of thy son. He said, don't worry. Just stay. The moment you die. You know, he was saying in the book of Ecclesiastes, of all the good things I have done in Israel, what if it comes a son that does not really have the idea to preserve my legacy and so on? God says, don't worry. That thing that you were afraid of is coming upon you. I will rent the whole of Israel. Now, the Israelites are not living in Israel alone. They are scattered around the whole world. In fact, one of their greatest prophecies is that one day they will come back. What Trump even did for them was to restore back Jerusalem and bring back the, this thing. So I mean that what Israel is going through today is caused by a man who married a wrong wife. Bow your heads. Have you seen generations upon generations, generations that have suffered because of a man who did not want to marry according to principle but because of emotions? Bow your heads. If you will ask me why did Solomon marry 700 wives, I'll tell you the reason. He married one strange woman. And the one strange woman gave him the demon that make him look for very many women. He married one wrong. 
and the other ones fell in place. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. If you love yourself, if you love your future, if you love your destiny, if you love the call of God upon your life, if you love what God is about to do in your life, if you love your ministry and your calling and the thing that God has promised you, if you love God, you must try and marry right. It's a must. You must try as much as you can to marry right. If you've never prayed before, it's time to pray so that you don't make this mistake. The devil is not really threatened that you are born again. If you want to overcome all the devil's trick, overcome it again in marriage. Forget about your speaking in tongues. I'm a pastor. I'm a lady pastor. This, this. One marriage can swallow all of that up. One wrong marriage can finish all of that. I mean, sometimes the devil is just designing somebody to just get into your life and get out and keep you broken all the days of your life. If you value where God is talking to you about and what God is about to do in your life, if you value it, let it control your choice. If you value where God is taking you to, let it control your choice. Unless you don't value it so. Don't allow the emotion to drive you crazy. Daddy, but he also loves God. He also loves God. He's a child of God in their church. He's even the one who's controlling the quiet, the whole field. Father, give us wisdom. Give us the ability to walk according to your precepts.